0: Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, we get a duck download from their head coach, Dan Lanning, including what he sees when he looks the way of Texas Tech. And we hear from offensive coordinator Zach Kitley on what he needs to be as a play caller in week two. Next on Locked On Texas Tech.
1: You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right.
0: Rush great to be with you once again on Locked On at Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. And appreciate those making us their first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts free and available for life. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On College for 20 bucks off your first purchase. He's the only Chris level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you once again. Happy little Friday to everyone who celebrates. We are getting close to what should be a raucous home opener from Jones Stadium. It is Red Raiders and Ducks, of course, Saturday night. And truly turning our attention duckward on today's episode, Chris, as we're going to take a listen to their head coach, Dan Lanning, on a couple of fronts. We'll get to him talking tech in just a moment. But wanted to kick it off with him talking week one, for his Ducks. If you haven't seen it, 81 to seven, the way it goes against Portland State. What did you learn? If there was anything to learn? Well, let's take a listen to Dan Lanning.
1: I love the competitiveness, the focus of our guys. You know, we talked about what's a successful game look like. Um, Not a lot of pre-snap, post-snap penalties. We did, we did that. We didn't have uh, penalties. We had a careless penalty on a hold and we had a uh, careless penalty on PBR. You know, those are two things that we got to fix. But walking out of the game clean from that standpoint, you know you love. Uh, I love the energy from our players on the sideline. A lot of things that we can fix. You know, uh, being better on movements from a defensive standpoint. I thought we tackled well in this game, but there were some missed tackles as well that we can do a better job of wrapping up. You know, I think uh, getting the ball to our outside arm on offense so we can work stiff arm opportunities to break the ball. Uh, you know, to to move the ball down the field. Something we want to focus on chasing the ball. You know, better with our offensive line and uh, our skilled players when they don't have the ball in their hands, something we want to look to improve. Um, You know, we want to be able to connect on some of those shots that, you know, we missed. Um, We still move the ball well, but you avoid some of those third and longs that we hit and and had success on when you're able to move the ball on those shots earlier in in the series. I think we have really talented uh, running back room. I think our line did a good job of uh, moving bodies up front, but I, I think we saw a lot of things that we can do, you know, even better. And I know that. Um, people might not see that from outside looking in, but we're about to play a real opponent. And, um, you know, the team that we played is, uh, you know, going to be a good team in their league, but they're not going to be the level of team that we've, we're going to play in the future. And, you know, right now, with, again, like I just mentioned, Texas Tech has a really good interior. Uh, On their defensive line, they have good edges, you know, so that's going to be a good challenge for us moving bodies up front. Our backs are certainly talented enough to do it, but we have to go in there with the right approach.
0: Chris, you've already mentioned it once this week, man, handling failure, handling success. They both come with challenges and there was a ton of success to handle for Oregon after last week.
2: Yeah, when you when you score eighty one and and your your mascot is over there just exhausted from pushups, uh, can't I, like the 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 duck whatever his name is can't I just dude I I've given all I can I can't do anymore, uh, I'm, I'm I'm yoked up enough man I'm like I'm you know it's all I, I've got my burn going like enough scoring already big time yeah you, you you can you know and I think that this is what good coaches do and Dan Lanning is obviously he's thirty seven years old he's very early in his head coaching career, just his second year there at Oregon, like Joey is at Tech, Yeah, you, you try to find things that, you know, you're never satisfied. There's never no such thing as a perfect game and all that stuff. But like you said, I think a, a day or so ago, much easier to get people's attention after you lose and, you know, you've got people, you know, threatening to bail out on you and calling right. for this and like, you know, this is – we're an embarrassment and all the things – that come with a, a loss, you know. When you when you when you score eighty one, it's like this game's easy. I mean, like <laughs> this is like what what are we doing? Um, th- there's there's got to be something that Oregon doesn't know about their team yet that they'll find out about on Saturday night, and maybe they're gonna find out that they're really good and that they didn't really have any reason to worry about missed tackles or working, working the ball in the outside hand and the stuff, but maybe, maybe they yeah. just got it all figured out, but uh, I, I, I'd be willing to bet you that Texas tech knows more about their situation and the things that they felt like they had a handle on that they didn't than, than Oregon does. What does that equal? Does that is that benefit Texas tech? I don't know, but uh, I, I think uh, it's just hard to learn a lot about your team, especially out of the gate when when you you win the way that they did, but to their credit, man, they they ran for. You hear him talking about we got good run. Yeah, you run for three forty eight. Uh, I would say you've got good running backs. Um, I just it, it looked like it's like man, is Portland State only playing with like eight dudes uh, because there's <laughs> you know it's not, not anybody around there there's somebody that somebody could tackle them. Uh, so we'll see what we get, but I, I do think because I I think. I think let's let's localize this a little bit. If you play Tarleton State out of the gate and you win similarly, and then you play Oregon, we're probably having this conversation. Like, I don't think anybody would have been going, "We we got Oregon right in the crosshairs, man." You know, like we, they no no problems. We 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 wore out Tarleton State. You know, all that. I, I just don't think that's how this thing goes. But you know, Wyoming they exploited a few things on your end of it and obviously portland state not near good enough to do any of that with oregon and again oregon may be good enough that they don't there's not a lot to exploit i don't know cuz I, I will tell you i'll make this statement i think on paper and these games aren't played on paper cuz if it was you would have won last saturday and and i but on paper this is easily other than Texas, the most talented team you'll face all season. Again, on paper, with what it looks like, yep. depth chart, the recruiting rankings, all the stuff that comes with it. It's a team that won ten games last year and all that stuff. But you know, again, if you if you'd have, if we could play that exercise, I think you probably would have had Wyoming beat Hanley, and that's not the result that you got. So, uh, but this is a this is going to be a, a doozy of a test. But I, I'm interested to see, and we might we might not even know it initially we, we may see it emerge late in the game is it communication issues is it you know somebody with a key drop uh, is it somebody you know one of their offensive linemen just getting beat repeatedly. who the heck knows what it what it may be uh, he mentions the missed tackles I mean you, you need to try to do more of that on your own and make some people miss on offense so if they if they want to incorporate some missed tackles on Saturday I'm sure all for it but Uh, I'm I'm kind of, uh, that's the fun part of this stuff. We saw the bad part of of sports and and all that we love about it last Saturday night. Maybe we get the the, the fun part uh, this weekend. Well, it would be typical tech, would it not? Uh, (laughs) I mean, lose to North Texas, and then you come back and you beat fifth-ranked A&M. I mean, I I, (laughs) I, I grew up on this kind of behavior, so maybe maybe we're in for, you know, one of these weeks, uh, you know, uh, now, so. Yeah, we'd love to cook one of those up right now and been there, done
0: that on some of those (laughs) wild swings. A win in Norman, Oklahoma, pants at home against Iowa State the next week. I mean, we have seen ebbs and flows, peaks and valleys. And it really is a dangerous spot. Coach Lanning and his staff have got to be on their toes because it is dangerous to get fat and happy. And I think you make a great point, particularly in the week one context. You come out of the gate, you've been working hard all off season and it's just a parade to the end zone. You know, what does that do for your mentality the next Monday through Friday? Now, I expect, just like you're talking about talent level-wise, Oregon to have an edge. I think clearly as a team, Oregon looks like a better football team. But for a one four-quarter setting, what can you cook up? And as you're trying to deal with success uh, there in Eugene, you're dealing with the opposite here in Mm -hmm. Lubbock. And from Lubbock, I'm just hoping that every fat little girlfriend those Ducks have is dialing them up this week. It's a classic fat little girlfriend week, possibly, For the Oregon Ducks, Chris, just hearing how good-looking they are and how well they did last time around. At least that's what we're hoping, uh, is that they come into town fat and happy. Uh, As far as coming to town to face Texas Tech, let's take another listen to Oregon head coach Dan Lanning talking Red Raiders as he sees them, now with one week in the books. First, today's episode brought to you by Linkedin Jobs. And these days, every new hire can feel like a huge gamble. And we're talking about your livelihood, or your business. That's not ideal, but never fear. That's where LinkedIn comes in to save the day by helping you find the best qualified candidates available fast and for free all on one easy to use and secure platform. So head on over right now to linkedin.com slash locked on college to take advantage of their simple but specific targeting tools, allowing you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to consider. They go well beyond just resume data by using insights from your job posts and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates faster than anybody else. So go to LinkedIn.com slash college today to identify the most qualified candidates and connect with them fast and for free. A bad hire could sink your ship, but just the right hire could take your business to new heights this year. And that's just one reason why. It's no coincidence that small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So head on over right now to LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege and post your job for free today. It's so easy, a Pac-12 commissioner could do it at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on college to post that job for free today with LinkedIn jobs. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
0: day. Let's take another listen to Oregon head coach Dan Lanning talking Red Raiders as he sees them now with one week in the books.
1: I mean, on on offense, they're a team that uh, snaps as many snaps as anybody in college football. You know, you're going to see they're going to be able to go really fast, really quick. They uh, line up in a lot more stacks and bunches than any other team in college football, so you have to be sound in how you handle those rules. Um, I think they had the most uh, snaps and bunch alignments this past week of any other team in college football. Um, you know, Offensively, that's a big piece of it. They really have the ability to kind of do two different offenses where they are wide open and then they get a tight end in the core and um, you know, can create some run game issues and some pass game issues. They do a great job of, you know, attacking down the field vertically but they set that up with the way that they you know do screens and inter- that quick passes some quick games um so i think that's you know a piece that shows up defensively they're a pressure team you can see a lot of pressures um from them they find ways to to pressure in unique ways um you know and they they do a good job of running the ball they play with great effort you know effort shows up all over the, the film on special teams I think that's somewhere that they've uh, been really good. They're aggressive in the return game. They're going to try to bring the ball out, right? And they've been able to create some explosive returns doing that.
0: Chris, what do you think about his read on the Red Raiders?
2: Yeah, you know, I, I think schematically, uh, defensively, certainly, uh, there, there's a lot of similarities in the way Dan Lanning runs his defense uh, versus what 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 Tim does. And I think that, you know, I think Tim even said it, going against the Oregon offense it's very similar to the Tech offense like schematically in that I, I think that uh, Oregon is maybe a little more spread run, but I think there's a lot of similarity in schemes. I just think that overall, Oregon has a lot of talent uh, on paper. And, and again, if they put it together and play well together, they're going to be a handful to deal with, not just for Texas Tech, for, but for everybody in the Pac-12 and you know, kind of have an outside shot at the, at the playoff and all those kinds of things. But schematically, there, there's some similarities here more than you think. I was also curious to hear him mention and I want to get your take on this part of what we've seen
0: from Zach Kitley's offense, who we'll get to coming up in just a moment. We'll hear from Coach Kitley and actually touch on something that you're referencing there when you mention a guy like Dre McCray. And you and I have talked about this off the air. One thing from a week ago, the lack of explosiveness that we thought would be there, hoped would be there. And we'll hear from Coach Kitley on just that and maybe something that could lead to more explosion Saturday night whenever Oregon is in your house. But you heard Coach Lanning talking there about bunch formations. And you may have noticed, just like he says there, that that has become a a pretty common theme with a variety of personnel involved, but kind of a common theme as far as the approach there for Zach Kittley. Coach Lanning went on to talk about what that does or what that forces the defense to do as far as the reaction when the ball is snapped. Here again, Oregon head coach, Dan Lanning.
1: It just, it just requires communication. You know, you have to figure out how you're going to match patterns as they come out, right? And they don't always come out the same direction, right? So, um, you know, they do a good job of, of changing that up. Luckily for us, I think we do a good job of matching it. So if we do a good job of matching it this week and, and having some variables that you can play to those sets if you don't always play in the same way, uh, I think that gives you a chance to be successful.
0: Uh, Chris, can you translate to the layman uh, what Zach Kitley is after? Uh, by utilizing this so often?
1: Well,
2: you're you're – bunch formations is when you have, you know, a variety of skill player, just what it says, you know, on one side or the other. And you've got, you know, one wide receiver on the line of scrimmage, you know, two 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 behind him, you know, depending on who's supposed to be on on the line and who's off or whatever. But it's supposed to create confusion. And and what you're trying to do is you're trying to test the communication or the principles of the other side of the ball on, okay – you, you get inside, you have outside, you have deep, whatever, and all, and you're just looking for somebody to make a mistake, you know, is, is essentially – and then you, you've got to be good enough to capitalize on it if they do. Uh, all, all it's meant to do is just try to create some confusion, create a mismatch and things like that. I think uh, – I mean, obviously, last Saturday you didn't do a good enough job of it to to kind of create the mismatch and hit a big play and things like that uh, that you were looking for. But that's, that's generally the principle. And this is where – because I think – I think Texas Tech defensively screwed some of that stuff up too on on not, you know, hey, we're going to blitz from here. Well, who's got the tight end in overtime? I mean, you know, the fourth and seven play that yeah. could have ended the game and you you come out a winner and maybe we're having a different conversation this week. And, and so it's it's just all those moving parts and it all happens really, really fast. And so I, I think some of that is just having to do with you, you're trying to te- – because I, I that's why part of what I say, I think Texas Tech knows – They knew that they've got some communication issues and some responsibility issues because it was
0: exploited. Of course, we knew that, uh, you know, the acclimation and ironing out some of the kinks uh, wrinkles after week uh, week one was going to be a challenge because you're bringing a new group together when you're talking about now, at least I'm thinking specifically about those linebackers and that now compounded because of the loss of Jacob Rodriguez. So, almost like you're just kind of treading water as far as making progress
2: well defensively that that is a that is a concern uh just because there's so much responsibility placed on those interior linebackers from a responsibility standpoint and gap you know gap control I mean all, all the stuff that you you hear and and that's why you because you, I mean Bo Nix is a sixth year guy like Tyler Shuck is he's very well studied you can read about him he's easily easily as good as any quarterback you're going to see this season and and I would say he's hands down the best guy you're going to see based on what he did last year compared to whoever else come Will Howard Quinn Ewers doesn't matter Bo Nix is the best guy on paper that you're going to see all season he had one of the most phenomenal seasons uh in Oregon history last year Uh, and I think I think I'm right. I think he had one of the best seasons since 2000 of any quarterback playing college football, and that he threw for 29 plus touchdowns and ran for 14 touchdowns. Only eight players since the year 2000 have ever done that. Hmm. So, and and that that again that puts a lot of onus uh, on on those middle linebackers to make plays, not get caught up in the you know screwing it up in a missed assignment and all that. So they just need to be really sound, and I'm, I'm sure. Tim will be really simple with what those guys are asked to do this week, but I'm not sure how simple you can be trying to stop a guy like Bo Nix with all the weapons that he's got. But, yeah, it'd be a lot to ask of Ben Roberts uh, especially.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple to say stop that guy, but uh, much easier said than done. But, uh, yeah, you could understand why you'd want to keep things from getting too complicated as you're trying to work some guys in here much earlier Uh, obviously then anticipated with Rodriguez sideline now four to six weeks. Let's pivot back to the offensive side of the line of scrimmage there for Texas Tech because I want to take a listen to Tech Offensive Coordinator Zach Kitley. Obviously, the offense checked one box last week, Chris, that really for the team overall, they weren't checking all that often last year. You mentioned it a couple of days ago how ironic it was that you actually do get off to a fast start on the road, yet you still walk away with an L, we saw 17 on the board. We saw the offense playing complimentary football, taking advantage of some things that were happening defensively. And then it just came to a screeching halt for some reason. You regained some momentum later in the game, clearly to give yourself a chance there to win it. But we know the story. You eventually come up short. And as we referenced a moment ago, hoping heading into this year that explosion, combustion, and home run hitters was going to be a more consistent part of what was happening for Texas Tech offensively. Didn't really go that way in week one. Let's take a listen to offensive coordinator Zach Kitley self-reflecting to a degree, looking back at what he saw there in Laramie, Wyoming, and what he needs to be now in week two as a play caller. Here is OC, Zach Kitley. First, today's episode brought to you by Game Time. And buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be a stress-inducing experience, but if you've ever done it, you know it can be, especially last minute but not with game time. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for sports, concerts, and much, much more, not just fast, secure, and easy to use, but you're also going to find unbeatable deals on last minute tickets. And with their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing and start pre-gaming. Download the game time app today and rest easy with the game time guarantee, knowing you're always going to get the best prices and you can have them in a flash delivered straight to your phone, snag tickets without the stress, with game time and just download the game time app today, create an account and use the code locked on college for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms do apply again, create an account and use the promo code locked on college for $20 off. Download the game time app today for last minute tickets and the lowest price guaranteed. Let's take a listen to offensive coordinator, Zach Kittley self-reflecting to a degree, looking back at what he saw there in Laramie Wyoming and what he needs to be now in week two, as a play caller, here is O.C.
1: Zach Kitley. You look, you know, starting the second quarter, we had three drives in a row where it was just like uh, bad football. You know, we were about to throw Mason Tharp a wide open crossing pattern on the first drive there. Ball slips out of the quarterback's hands. Um, the next drive, we end up throwing an interception on, on play two of the drive. The next drive, you have a... a kind of a fast motion by our running back to get the, he goes too quick. And we we fumbled the snap to get you in third and long. So, uh, we just kind of had a, a couple series there that, that really hurt us. And then, uh, you know, again, I thought we moved the ball pretty well for the most part of the game, but we just got to limit some of those three and outs and some of those big mistakes. I got to be more aggressive as a play caller. I mean, again, you know, at the end of the day that this comes back to me. We, we got to be a lot better on offense to go win that game last Saturday. So I got to be more aggressive this week and, and take some shots downfield and and try to hit, hit our spots in the run game when we can. And uh, again, just try to put our guys in the best situation to be successful.
0: Uh, Chris, I was a little surprised by that. Do you think that's a coach kind of deflecting maybe some blame from his players, trying to put it on him? Was there
2: actually some lack of aggression that you think led to some of what we saw? What'd you make of it? This is why I really like Joey and Tim and, and Zach as people because they always are gonna stand up and take the blame. They understand, you know, you can't you you can't always point the finger at the players whether a kid screws it up or whatever. I mean, Kenny Perry was doing the same thing about the kicking situation. You know, it's like, you know, that that's my fault. Uh, you know, we we we've got to be better there. We obviously didn't work on things enough or whatever, but I, I think uh, you know, it's obviously you, you don't you're not telling Tyler Shuck to slightly underthrow uh, that one pass that was picked which is a hash hash mark to the opposite sideline a very difficult pass um you know and the ball slips out of Tyler's hands you know you, you mentioned the motion um maybe he maybe he wishes he would have taken a few more shots down the field and just some 50-50 balls maybe you get a PI maybe you you, you let Jerron Bradley kind of you know come down with one um but I I think uh I think too, though, that it, it is a it's a player deal too. In that, I think you have to have some guys make some folks miss. You know, I, I we touched on this back in the summertime, Cowan, about lack of explosive, especially runs. Yeah. Okay. You you had a long run in this game of twelve yards, and that was by your quarterback. Wyoming had three runs longer than that. Okay, they had three runs longer than your longest run. And I think at some level, you just have to have some, some, you know, you know, individual uh, performances have to have to show up uh, at some level too, where you just kind of make a play, you know, and, and things like that. But this was a shared deal here, whether it's uh, the play call, whether it's execution, whether it's timing, whether it's make you miss. I I think Zach will be the first one to tell you our side of the ball didn't uphold our end of the uh, the end of the bargain. And, you know, I think defensively you could say that special team, we've already talked about that all week. But I think he's got um, a much higher, you you know, bar, uh, I think, on being able to score much more than 17 points. In the bulk of the game, before you can even get it to to twenty, and yeah, there's some field goals missed and things like that. You were in position to score that you weren't able to capitalize on, but I think you're, you're looking for touchdowns. I mean, this is, you know, he, you know, when you're when you're around Cliff a lot and around Mahomes a lot, like Zach was, and the, what what they did at Western Kentucky with Bailey Zappi. I mean, you're you're scoring forties and fifties, and obviously the competition is going to get tougher. And they did this a lot. I think they averaged. What did I what did I look up? I think some like thirty four points a game last year, and that's with three different starting quarterbacks. And yet, it was a mediocre offense. Uh, but thirty four points almost would have won that game the other day. But you you uh, you know you you had thirty three, but a lot of that comes in overtime. But you get what I'm saying. I think that you know they have a much higher bar on being able to to score uh, than than what they were able to produce on Saturday. So I'll be interested to see what what he does. Um, I think that you could see a few more or Oregon will play Oregon will play defense a little more it won't be as much like scheme it, as much as it'll be kind of like one-on-one matchups and some man principles i think at times they'll pressure similarly to what deruter does and things like that but this won't be this this scheme that's defeating you, it'll be just individual play. That's how good Oregon is, you know, that cause this is how like the Oklahoma's and the Texas is. And you know, that they just like line up and go, Hey man, here we are. This is where we're going to be. Good luck. I'm better than you are. <laughs> H- have fun. And, and you, then you kind of find out, you kind of find out where you're at. So some of our guys, uh, I would guess would get some one-on-one matchups. Do they win them? We'll, we'll find out. Oh, That is quite the cliffhanger,
0: my (laughs) friend. Um, And I'm hoping, you know, in a game like this, what does Texas Tech have to lose? So if there is more aggression or a few more risks taken as far as aggressive uh, play calling, shots taken, whatever it might be, uh, I'd be all for it. What do you have to lose? You know, you hear this thing this week, which I just think is preposterous, but I, I heard Zach Kitley asked about it by a member of the media. I heard Dan Lanning asked about it in his press conference, like, is, uh, you know, Kitley just keeping the cards close to the vest? Was he keeping it vanilla last week? I'm like, you lost the game. You, you're yeah. so far out of the vanilla category when you're fighting for your life, trying to win. It's not even funny. I wish you could have been in a position to be van- vanilla, but that just sounds like foolishness to me this week, Chris. I, I don't think there was any, like, intent of,
2: of keeping anything back, was there, or am I overstating it? No, the, the the way I would answer that is I, I think that it's true to say that you really stay with your core out of the gate of, of what you think you're really good at. Gotcha. Nobody in the country has got their full playbook uh, and everything out in the open for, out of the gate in week one. That's just not how it works. You, you tweak, you add to it as the weeks go along based on personnel available, based on opponent. Uh, all, all those things and you you put in stuff as you go just like little nuances and, and you switch up let's run this play out of this formation all that it's just kind of how it works right they, they were not like holding anything back um <laughs> th- that's lunacy to suggest that now will he have more plays to call or, or will they have a, an expanded offense a month from now than they did out of week one sure you know that that's yeah. that's it goes with whoever, you know, I don't care who you were playing in week one and who you're playing in week five. That's just kind of how it works. Sure. Uh, and Joey was really harping on his coaches for the last two weeks. Let's just play good football. Let's not screw some of this stuff up. And obviously his message wasn't heard loud enough because he kept saying to me way before the game and the weeks leading up to it, there's so much like ineptness, you know, out of the gate by a lot of teams on, you know, penalties and and just like not crisp and, and all that. And, and you fell into it too. But again, these are the things that you just simply don't necessarily know until you get out there. Because uh, there was a lot of bad football in week one by a lot of people. Sure. Um, and a lot of head-scratching losses and all those things. But this is the fun part of it, man. You just don't know what you don't know. <laughs> and it's not fun when you're losing, but uh, th- th- it's it's unpredictable. And I think he was trying to be on top of it, but they by no means like, like, hey, you're only going to allow to be run, run this these ten plays right. all game long. Like, so we don't show Oregon anything. That's not that's crazy talk.
0: We're trying to win, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you exactly. came up two points short by any so. means necessary. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I hope that we are, and it makes sense that yeah, as the season progresses, uh, things evolve offensively, defensively, uh, whatever it may be. So who knows what we'll see in week two versus four or six or eight so on and so forth. All right, what you will see coming up tomorrow, we wrap it up the week. We'll have plenty of things to digest from Chris's conversation with Joey McGuire on his coach's show Thursday night. So hope you will uh, tune in for that as we get set for Red Raiders and Ducks Saturday night from Jones Stadium. Chris, appreciate the time as always, and uh, looking forward to being back with you
2: for one more round this week, man. See you then. Enjoyed it. Uh, we're almost there, uh, so keep hope alive, and uh, we'll talk to you again, uh, I guess, tomorrow morning. And then, uh, so just a few more sleeps left before the first one. <laughs> That's right. Subscribe on
0: YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts, so you never miss an episode as we get ready for the Red Raiders and Ducks. For Chris, I'm Casey. We'll see you for the next round. I'm locked on Texas Tech.